As a person with a very deep voice, I'm hired all the time for advertising campaigns. But a deep voice doesn't sell B2B. And advertising on the wrong platform doesn't sell B2B either. That's why if you're a B2B marketer, you should use LinkedIn ads. LinkedIn has the targeting capabilities to help you reach the world's largest professional audience. That's right, over 70 million decision makers all in one place. All the big wigs, then medium wigs. Also small wigs who are on the path to becoming big wigs. Okay, that's enough about wigs. LinkedIn ads allows you to focus on getting your B2B message to the right people. So, does that mean you should use ads on LinkedIn instead of hiring me, the man with the deepest voice in the world? Yes. Yes, it does. Get started today and see why LinkedIn is the place to be to be. We'll even give you a $100 credit on your next campaign. Go to linkedin.com slash results to claim your credit. That's linkedin.com slash results. Terms and conditions apply. Botox Cosmetic, out of botulinum toxin A, FDA approved for over 20 years. So talk to your specialist to see if Botox Cosmetic is right for you. For full prescribing information, including boxed warning, visit BotoxCosmetic.com or call 877-351-0300. Remember to ask for Botox Cosmetic by name. To see for yourself and learn more, visit BotoxCosmetic.com. That's BotoxCosmetic.com. G'day guys, welcome back to the Rugby League Guru Podcast, round one of the World Cup. The Rugby League World Cup is now done and dusted in the books, and I thought I would just go through and give my review of round one of the World Cup. Uh, What we learnt from the first week of the Rugby League World Cup about each nation, it has only been one game, so we don't know the full story, but we have got a little bit of the story uh, to go off so far, and some teams have started really well, some teams have started really poorly, some teams that didn't win, I was super impressed with. There are some teams that didn't win that I'm more impressed with than teams uh, that did win. So, plenty to touch on. We'll get stuck into it. We'll start from the very start. Samoa, they obviously got done and dusted by England. Absolutely smashed off the park. Um, it's been a theme for Samoa over, you know, however long I can remember, uh, that they have probably underachieved. I'm a little bit worried uh, that this World Cup could follow in the same fashion. I think that they've got Greece in round two, so that's a game that I'd like to think they would win and they should win it well. So hopefully that will get them back on track, but there is no doubt whatsoever that the start, I mean, if I was to say it was concerning, I think that would be uh, an understatement. Very, very worrying how Samoa did start. It is Greece that they take on in round two of the Rugby League World Cup. That is Monday, 24th of October, 3am. So hopefully, Samoa, they can put a a score on Greece, which they should realistically. Uh, They also had a couple of injuries, obviously. Uh, Braden Hamlin-Welle, Hamiso, uh, Tyro May. So three guys that are out of that 
that squad now, which is going to test their depth as well. And that's only after game one, in which was a loss. I think it's pretty evident as well. Isaac Tonga, he is carrying an injury into this game. Uh, he was carrying his sh- shoulder all over the place last week. So, interesting to see how Samoa respond. Big test for the coach, Matt Parrish. Not sure if he has got the support of the players by the sounds of it over the last few years and by the look of their first game. So, interesting times for Samoa. Hopefully, they can bounce back. Their opposition, England, flying high. Very underrated by many people, including your host. Uh, I was very, very impressed with how they went. Loved everything about their win. I thought the energy was high. You, you know, And it wasn't a, a blowout game from start to finish. They had to hang in for the first 20 minutes when Samoa showed up to play. And then once they got the momentum rolling, there was no stopping them. The other thing I loved about England was that when they got in front, they didn't take their foot off the pedal. They grinded Samoa into the ground. In the last 12 minutes, they scored 28 points, which I thought was just insane. Great to see if you're an English fan. Unfortunate for Samoa, obviously, but great to see if you are an English fan. Underrated by many. A lot of guys in this team uh, that play in the English Super League that a lot of us NRL fans probably don't know a heap of. Obviously, Jack Wellsby, he was the star of the show. But I just thought that as an entire team, they were very impressive obviously got, um, you know, Wellsby, he was the superstar, but young. thought Herbie Farnsworth was fantastic. Mackinson, first time I've seen him, or the first time I remember seeing him anyway, very good. I thought Radley was fantastic as well. They chucked him in at hooker. I don't think that's his spot. I've always said that. I think he's better as a 13. I think England will realize that the longer this World Cup goes. I thought Burgess was fantastic. Watkins, he was great as well. Wasn't overly successful in the NRL, uh, but I thought he was great in their opening game. Elliot Whitehead as well, very impressive. So, plenty of positive signs for England after round one. Hopefully, uh, they can keep it up throughout this World Cup. It would make for a very, very exciting one. They play France uh, on Sunday at 3am. So, French team, I don't think they'll be a pushover there. Um, I think that, that'll be a pretty interesting game and very keen to see how they go. France coming off a good win against Greece. Uh, so, keen to see uh, how England back up that game. Very keen to see how they go. But all positive for England as it stands right now. The Kangaroos. Um, look, I, I wouldn't say it was a fantastic start. A good win over Fiji. I thought that Fiji pushed them a little bit more than what I anticipated. Uh, and look, the Kangaroos, I know that the vast majority of listeners will be fans of the Kangaroos, but the reality is uh, there really isn't too much to read into this side as it stands right now. Even after this week in round two, they'll play Scotland. Uh, you won't really get a read on their team out of there either. They'll win big uh, as they're expected to. Uh, but yeah, I mean, the Kangaroos, as much as they're, you know, probably the most popular team as far as listeners to this podcast. There really isn't much to touch on. They'll play Italy after that. Uh, They're at St. Helens and then realistically the competition starts for the Kangaroos as it will be uh, for the Kiwis and probably England as well. They obviously had the game against Samoa which was probably uh, a a big test for them there but uh, after the finals is when it will really start realistically. So Kangaroos not much to touch on to be perfectly honest with you. Uh, They won. They won by a good margin. They weren't overly impressive. They're first game over there. Kangaroos first game in a long time. Same as these other nations those are not really much to dive into there. Uh, We'll know more about the Kangaroos in three weeks time. It's just the way that this World Cup sort of works with oppositions and pulls and whatnot. Uh, The Kangaroos, their World Cup starts in about two and a half weeks realistically. Not really much to touch on with them. Fiji on the other hand, I thought they were very courageous. Now they didn't win. I understand that and I'm hoping they can bounce back off the back of this win. Realist, off the back of 
this big loss. Realistically, they would have known this was coming. Uh, they're missing a number of troops, as we've said a few times, that I want people to really understand. They are obviously missing, you know, the Sims, uh, Tarek Sims, the Saifiti boys. So there are a lot of really quality players that weren't in this side. A lot of debutantes too. Josh Wong made his debut the other day, which was great to see. Um, yeah, look, they would have seen this loss coming. They would have known it was coming. Personally, I thought they held in there pretty well. It was 18-4 to at halftime. That's a pretty good knock against this Kangaroos side when Fiji's already missing um, a, you know, half their forward pack. If you look at the side they ran out with, I don't think there was a single player on the bench that has played first grade, and I think there was three guys uh, in the starting pack that hadn't played first grade. So, tough little gig for them. Um, and yeah, I, I think they'll be better for it. I'm just having a look at who they played this week. They will come up against Italy uh, in round two, so I think that'll be an absolute cracker. As we said on Bloke in a Bar the other day, the battle of Polselli and Taruva is probably the one that I am most keen to watch there. But Fiji, uh, despite not getting a win, I thought it was a really courageous start, and I think uh, this game between Italy will be a really good one. The winner of this uh, probably goes through from this pool, I believe. So very keen to see how that one goes, but a good start from Fiji. They will be happy uh, with what they've done. Scotland, um, yeah, a little bit of a letdown, let's be honest here. Obviously, Italy, uh, they were the outsiders in this game. Scotland were the favourites. Uh, Italy got the job done. They're at $4, so pretty long odds as well. Uh, we said all week that we thought this Italy side was much better than $4. We liked them with the start. We didn't expect them to run out the way they did, and I don't think Scotland did either, just quietly. Uh, obviously, Kane Lynette, Ewan Aiken, these are the two big swinging dicks in this team. Uh, Ewan Aiken set up a try late, but uh, yeah, it took them 75 minutes or whatever to cross the stripe. Not overly impressive from Scotland. I'm a little bit worried about them. They take on the Kangaroos this week. So that could be an absolute onslaught, obviously. Uh, it'll be scary to think about what the Kangaroos, uh, how many they could score there. So that loss against Italy into a game against the Kangaroos, and then I assume they would be playing Fiji. Uh, it could be a tough little World Cup for Scotland. Hopefully uh, they can just uh, take their licks this week against the Kangaroos, and then hopefully they can get up for this game against Fiji. But I do think it's going to be a very, very tough gig in round round three of the Rugby League World Cup. Uh, for Italy, their opposition in the first week, I thought they were fantastic. I loved everything about this win. Um, they also bombed a number of really good opportunities, I thought. Uh, yeah, plenty to take away from Italy. There's obviously a number of guys that have been spoken about potentially getting first grade contracts. Guys like Ethan Natoli, uh, Atkinson, uh, Polselli, uh, Luca Moretti. There's a heap of really talented guys in this side that I think uh, have been overlooked looked quite a bit. So hopefully some of these guys can really put a stamp on this competition, get an opportunity somewhere in the NRL. Uh, well, a lot of them are in NRL systems already, but probably a step away from actually getting a gig. So hopefully a big World Cup into a good preseason. Um, they play Fiji this week, as I said. That one's going to be an absolute cracker. I cannot wait for that game. I probably think whoever wins out of this game probably goes through to the next stage. Uh, so it'll be huge for Italy to, to be able to pull a win against Fiji. They're coming in at $5.50 once again, I probably think this is a little bit overs. Uh, Fiji at $1.15, I think Italy's going to put up a really good fight. I'm not sure what the start is. I'm sure it'll be pretty high, but I'd be having a serious look at that. I reckon this Italy team is half decent. Always hard to tell at these World Cups, obviously. Fiji should win, but I'm telling you, don't rule this Italy side out. Uh, obviously, I don't think they can go and win the World Cup or anything, but I wouldn't be surprised if they get pretty close to pulling an upset against Fiji. 
Our next team is uh, Jamaica. Now, credit to Jamaica. They're here at the World Cup. I believe it is their first World Cup, which is a fantastic story. Uh, it was always going to be a very, very tough gig. They obviously played Ireland on the weekend. Uh, they got absolutely slaughtered in that one. I think it was 48-2. to two. Just on halftime, they got a penalty, though, right in front. Took the shot at goal. The first points ever scored for Jamaica in a Rugby League World Cup. And, you know, I, I would have liked to have seen them sort of celebrate that a little bit. But credit to them. They didn't. They were upset to be down as much as they were and whatnot. They weren't taking the piss out of the stage they were on. Uh, so good on Jamaica. I really do hope that over the next few years they can improve and hopefully they can find some more players that can compete on this level. Not with your kangaroos, your New Zealand's, these sort of sides. But uh, against a team like Ireland, I'd like to think over the next few years, hopefully Jamaica could improve to a point where they're a little bit more competitive. But congratulations to them for being here at the World Cup. Uh, it's going to be one hell of a fucking experience for them on Sunday, 5.30am, taking on the Kiwis. We did a live review of the team that the Kiwis have named for this game. They're putting Joey Manu out there, so I think it's going to be an absolute onslaught by the Kiwis. They could get to triple digits here. I think the start is 62 points. I'm going to back the Kangaroos. If it was 72, sorry, if it was 72, I'd probably back the Kiwis to cover it, to be honest with you. Uh, so a tough knock for Jamaica, a tough morning coming up, but fantastic to see them at the World Cup. Uh, you always have your nations like this, and it's just an unreal story that they're even there. So congratulations to Jamaica for being here, and we appreciate them being part of this competition. Ireland, on the other hand, pretty hard to tell, to be honest with you. Obviously, took on Jamaica, who I think it's fair to say will probably be the worst team at this competition. So they should be. It's their first time ever being here. Not really any uh, real first-grade talent. A couple of guys from the Super League, I believe. Uh, but even the guys that are in the Super League, I get the impression they're not real superstars over there. So hard to get a read on Ireland. You kind of felt like that everything that happened with Ireland came through Luke Keary. Uh, he went off in the game, though, and they still managed to carry on with it, but Jamaica was just about a corpse by then, realistically. Uh, so keen to see how they go this week against Lebanon. Ireland's actually the favourites at $1.60, which I think is fucking ridiculous. Maybe I'm undervaluing this Irish side, but I think Lebanon will win that game at two thirty-five. I really like their value there. That one will be twelve thirty on Monday. But Ireland, obviously, Kiri is the gun in the show. Uh, so hopefully they can keep their wins coming in this World Cup. But it is a bit hard to get a read on them when they've only played Jamaica. Our next side is New Zealand, the Kiwis. Uh, look, I'll be honest with you, I, I didn't think their performance was great. Um, you know, they got a win, so they should have. Uh, but I really didn't think they were that impressive in their game against Lebanon. I thought Lebanon was strong, to be fair. And maybe it's got more to do with Lebanon than New Zealand. But uh, there was a point there where it was 18-12 to the Kiwis at about the 50th minute. Um, and Lebanon made a break down the right touch side. They kicked infield and it was a 50-50 whether they were going to score or not. They didn't. But if they would have, it would have been 18-all with 50 minutes to go. Uh, which I think is an incredible knock. Then in the 60th minute, 10 minutes later, Adam, Adam Dewey gets sent from the field. Um, and they only went down 30 34 to 12. So uh, I, I thought that Lebanon performed really well. I didn't think the Kiwis were all that impressive, to be honest with you. Uh, they scored some great tries, did some miraculous things. But as we know with Kiwi sides, uh, when they come into competitions like this, as we've seen them sort of struggle a lot during Anzac tests and whatnot, they come into a competition like this. The team you get in week one is nothing like the team you get in week seven, week eight. So they will warm to the task. There is no doubt about it. Maybe the trial against Leeds where they went 72-0, maybe it all just came too easy for them in that game and they sort of expected to do a similar thing to Lebanon. Uh, but yeah, the Kiwis, 
based on the first week, not overly impressive. Sort of similar to the Kangaroos, but I probably thought the Kangaroos were a little bit better than New Zealand. Uh, so, yeah, they've got a bit to work on, but they've got players to come back in as well. Jerome Hughes hasn't played a game yet. Uh, so, yeah, plenty to work on there for the Kiwis. Am I worried about them in this World Cup? No, not in the slightest. Same as the Kangaroos. Their World Cup starts in about two or three weeks. But their first up performance, they will not be happy with it. I have no doubt about that whatsoever. Other side of the park, as we said, similar to Fiji, Lebanon, courageous as fuck. How good was it to see this team really stick it to the Kiwis? I, I think they were arguably the most impressive team in the first week, despite losing. Uh, I just thought the fight they put up against the Kiwis was sensational. If it wasn't for, you know, a couple of tough calls that went against them, then the Adam Dewey getting sent off. I don't know. Could they have given the Kiwis a shake? It's hard to say. You know, obviously in the last 20 minutes, that's when really good teams can make you pay. Um, Kiwis had them against 12 players, though, and I think they scored one try in the last 20 minutes. So, Lebanon, I think they're a strong unit. I think they're one to watch over the next few weeks. Just going to have a look at who they play this week. I can't remember off the top of the dome. They play Ireland. Yeah, as I said, $2.35. I cannot fucking believe that. I am very confident that they will win that game. I think $2.35 is potentially the bet of the week for Lebanon to do over Ireland there. I'm not sure if Adam Dewey is going to be playing or not. Even if he isn't, I still think with Mitch Moses, Kiraz, these sort of guys, I think they can get it over the top of Ireland. I was very impressed with Lebanon. I think they'll take a lot of confidence out of last week. They play Ireland this week, which I'm going to back them to win. And then in the last week, they take on Jamaica, which they'll win that one as well. I Yeah, I, I'm a bit surprised that they're, such, they're, they're out so far with sports bet uh, for that game against Ireland. Maybe I'm missing something. Uh, I don't know if Adam Dewey is that important. He's obviously important to this side, but I think they can make it work. Without him. But credit to Lebanon. They were fantastic. I was very, very impressed with them. France. Uh, the French side. Good win. Uh, it's hard to read into a Greece victory. Uh, but I, I really don't think Greece were awful, to be honest. they got a lot of talented players there. A lot of young guys, uh, which we've spoken about and whatnot. Uh, but yeah, I thought France, they, they were good. I think they'll go on to bigger and better things. I'm very keen to see them take on England this week. I think that'll be a real test. Greece, I think I believe it's their first ever World Cup. Uh, so it's a bit hard to get a read on where France are at. I also don't know a stack of the players, to be perfectly honest with you guys. But their win was impressive. A good win. Went out and did what they had to do. But yeah, I'm not sure how much to read into it as it stands right now. Uh, for Greece, obviously lost that first game to France, who I think are a decent side. I thought Greece put up a good fight, though. Unfortunately for Greece, uh, it's going to be a tough little World Cup. Uh, that was probably their easiest game. I believe the next two weeks, uh, they take on Samoa. I'll just double-check that. Yeah, they take on Samoa this week, and then they take on England. So France might have been uh, the easiest game they play in this World Cup, and they got well and truly dusted there. In saying that, if Samoa has fallen to fucking bits, which I don't quite think they have. I think they'll still have enough to beat Greece. Maybe it will be a little bit closer uh, than what we're anticipating. Uh, but yeah, I think Greece is in for a tough little World Cup. Sort of got the uh, draw from hell there. I think you'd rather just cop a Kangaroos or a uh, Kiwis once uh, instead of having to play these three other nations that are all clearly better than you and uh, two of the top sides as well to to two of the real decent sides anyway. So uh, a tough little gig there for Greece, but great to see them there. A lot of really good individuals that hopefully they can get an opportunity in the NRL very very soon. Now, Tonga, 
one of the hottest tickets coming into this World Cup. Uh, they won, which is great. Can't take anything away from the win. But if you were to describe their win as a little bit lucky, I probably wouldn't push back on you at all. I thought Papua New Guinea were fantastic. Tonga was still good. They're obviously trialing new combinations and working things out. And I also don't think it was their absolute best team that they put out to their credit. I think they would. I think they expected to sort of give it to PNG a little bit more than what they did. Uh, came up with some really good things. Did some pretty poor things as well. Let in some pretty soft tries or tries that they shouldn't be conceding considering where they are in the international game. Uh, scored a you know, a, a pretty off the top of the head uh, try on the last play where dummy half went on his own. No one went with him. A ball hit the ground. They had a couple of offloads. A front row were kicked and a, and a second row were scored. Just, you know, pretty lucky to get away with this one, to be perfectly honest with you. You do make your own luck. There is no doubt about that. Tonga will be better for the run and hopefully they improve as this World Cup goes on. Uh, but yeah, I, I mean, I don't think they were overly impressive in this one, unfortunately. Uh, they will definitely need to improve if they want to give this competition a real shake, which personally, I believe they can. I thought Lola Hia playing halfback, uh, I'm, I don't think he's a seven. I've always said that, uh, but he might be their best option. I thought he was really good, to be honest with you. He played a little bit unorthodox. You've obviously got young Isaiah Katoa, who made his debut. They targeted him in defense, as they should and as they will for the rest of this World Cup as well. Amon didn't play in this one, who I thought the Back end of his season for Tonga was for the Dragons was sensational. So very keen to see him get a start. I think they'll end up going with Lola Hia and Amon. I just think that's the way they'll go. But they might want to move Lola Hia somewhere else potentially and run with Amon uh, and Young Katoa. But I think they'll go with the experience of Lola Hia. So they've still got a few things to work out. Um, but yeah, I don't think they played anywhere near as well as what we would have expected or what we would have hoped from this Tongan team based on the improvements they've made. You've also got Jason Tamalolo to come back into this side as well. So so it will change a lot over the next few weeks. Uh, but I expect them to beat PNG by more than six points on essentially the last play of the game. PNG, I thought they were incredibly unlucky. If there was an unluckiest team of the week, I thought it was Papua New Guinea. Um, got very unlucky on a few occasions. A couple of referee decisions I thought were a little bit harsh on them. Um, they also had a try that they scored where, you know, they stepped on the sideline. And, and you know, they, you, you've got to be better than those moments, and I understand that. Uh, but, yeah, just a little bit unlucky unlucky in different moments. I think they'll take a lot of confidence out of that game. Um, yeah, I'm very keen to see how they go and how they bounce back from that one. Hopefully, uh, the loss doesn't have too much of an impact on them because I think they played well enough to win. Uh, definitely. They play the Cook Islands next week. Very keen to see how that goes. Very excited about the young hooker. Oh, I, don't, I don't even know his age, to be honest with you. But the hooker, a bit of a talk about him maybe getting a couple of sniffs in an NRL side. Hopefully, uh, he can keep up his form and keep showing what he can do because, fuck, he was impressive. Uh, the other day. Uh, let's have a look at the last two teams. So the last game, we had the Cook Islands uh, taking on Wales. And look, I'll be perfectly honest with you guys, this is the only game I didn't get to watch the whole thing of. So maybe my opinion isn't fantastic on this. Watch the highlights, read a heap of uh, people, uh, other people responding to this game and their thoughts. My general sort of consensus is Wales were pretty good by the sounds of it. They competed. Uh, they've got young Josh Ralph playing halfback there, who's played a lot of, he played for the Bears, a heap of New South Wales Cup. Apparently he, he was pretty decent. Uh, not many established sort of first grade players in this Welsh side. So I think there's a few guys from over in the Super League. They have got Caleb Aitkins at fullback. He's a handy little footballer. Josh Ralph, who's played a bit of first grade. Outside of that, no real names that stand out. 
too much to me, to be perfectly honest with you. On the other side of the park, you have got the Cook Islands, who uh, they have got a fair few guys that have played first grade or have got a, a bit of talent, at least. Uh, you've obviously got Anthony Gelling. You've got Iroh. You've got the Masters boys. Obviously, uh, I believe it was Isar Masters was playing a bit of a roaming 5-8 sort of role. I, I don't even, from what I saw, I don't even know if you call it a 5-8 role. It was like he was just told to go out there and play footy. I thought he was really good, as he normally is for the Cook Islands, to be fair. Uh, Tepai Maroa, he was strong. Pride, Patterson Rabati from the Brisbane Broncos. I like him as well. You've also got guys like Dominic Peru, Zane Tedavano. So a couple of first graders mixed in there that I think will, will really stand up for them. Makatoa from Parramatta. I thought David Mowali from the highlights I saw for um, the Cook Islands. I thought he was fantastic. As you guys know, I've always been a big fan of him. Boy that went through Waverley College with Ronald Volkman. Uh, he's now at the South Sydney Rabbitohs. Uh, is sort of in that Payne Haas sort of mold. And I've said that for a while and he hasn't quite shown it yet, but I think you saw that try that he scored the other night that he has sort of got it in him. I don't think he's as good at Payne Haas, don't get me wrong, but he's in that sort of mold for a front rower. But the guy that, in my opinion, from what I saw, changed this game completely was Brad Takarangi in the six. Uh, he came on the field late, really had a huge impact. In my opinion, kind of won this game for the Cook Islands. So I'd like to see Takarangi given more minutes uh, and a bigger part in this team. I think he's I, I think he's a good footballer. I, I love watching him. I know people want to call him a park footballer and all this sort of shit, but fuck... God, he's entertaining, and he can pull something out of nowhere. And, you know, I'm confident that the something he pulls out of nowhere, he could probably do it to the Kiwis and the Kangaroos. He'll only do it once or twice in a game, don't get me wrong. Uh, but he is an extremely talented guy with such a rare skill set. Sometimes it goes against him, and I understand that. But in these World Cups, you've got to take risks. You've got to take a bit of a punt. And I, I would be using Takarangi a little bit more if I was the Cook Islands. So, guys, that is our Round 1 Rugby League World Cup review. Going through each team to the end of next week, we'll have a a little bit more information, especially on probably uh, the sides that aren't at the absolute top tier. I don't really know how much we'll... Obviously, England play France, so we'll know a little bit more about England, but probably not a heap. The Kiwis and the Kangaroos, they've got pretty easy games this week, Jamaica and Scotland. So, realistically, uh, we probably won't have a stack more information on them. The teams that we probably will have a bit more information on and get a bit more of a grasp on uh, will be Italy and Fiji. We'll sort of know which one of those two will be the top dog in that one. Um, I, I've been very impressed with both those sides. As I said, despite um, obviously Fiji losing, I, I think they'll, they'll really go head-to-head with Italy. I think that'll be a good game at 5.50. I think Italy, good value. I'd probably take them with the start there. Uh, England and France, as I said. New Zealand, Jamaica. I'll tell you what, this Lebanon Island game is exciting too. They've got Lebanon here at 2.35. As I said, I think that's massive overs. I think they will just out-and-out out win. Um, I, I, I think that, that's a little bit crazy, but that'll be a good game. We'll know where Lebanon's at. Samoa. Hey everyone, I've been on the go recently. Phoenix, Kansas City, Chicago. If you're like me and have a home but aren't always at home, you have an Airbnb. Hosting your home or a spare room is a very practical side hustle. If you live in a big game town, you can Airbnb your place for fans to stay in. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. I mean, despite any shit form they might be in or anything going on, they should be able to give it to Greece, uh, and that should be the expectation that they win, and they win by a fair whack. Will it put them back in World Cup contention? Probably not for me. I'm a little bit worried. It's hard to get a read against these other nations. Uh, Tonga, we're looking for an improved performance against a Welsh side that didn't look half bad the other day, uh, but I think that Tonga should definitely, once again, be a step above and should probably... 
aim to be winning that one by 30 or 40 points without a doubt. And then P&G and Cook Islands, I think that'll be a cracker. Obviously, PNG, I thought they were very unlucky not to win their game. I thought they were great. I actually thought PNG were better in a loss than what the Cook Islands were in a win. So I'm expecting PNG to win that one. But the Cook Islands, as I said, they've got players in their team, the Masters, Takarangi, these sort of guys that can take a bit of a punt. And if they end up on the right side or if, if, if they roll some good dice, could put a couple of points on the board there and could come over with a sneaky win. But I'll back PNG in on that one. As I said, a few of the not absolute tier one nations, we're going to get a good idea of where they are at this week. But as far as the real top dogs, probably not much to gain this week. Spin your passion into a business with Shopify and break sales records with the world's best converting checkout. Let's hear that one more time. The world's best converting checkout. Shopify's legendary checkout makes it easier for customers to shop on your website, across social media, and everywhere in between. Now that's music to your ears. Any way you spin it, you can be a smash hit with Shopify. Start your dollar a month trial today at shopify.com slash records.